Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Oscar and Emily Martinez. And today we are discussing The Menu, which is the newest film starring Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Nicholas Holt. And it's weirdly been watched by so many people. It started out in the theaters and I think was um, well-reviewed, but wasn't in the theaters very long. And now that it's on HBO, it seems like it's gotten quite a buzz. It's run on streaming has been amazing so far. I mean, a lot of people I know who are not big film heads at all have seen this film and they've all really liked it in different for different reasons. You know, some people read a lot into it. Some people think it's kind of a joke. Some people. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I think it probably appeals to um, so many people who are either foodies or people who are really irritated by other people who are foodies. We're I mean, the latter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it kind of really takes on the pretentiousness around the, that sort of gourmet crowd. Yeah. And as you can tell from the name of the movie, the menu, it is about a restaurant and not just any restaurant. It's, it's, it's an exclusive restaurant off the coast of, is it California? Probably, right? It has to be. They're in America somewhere. It doesn't really say where they are, but the location is is just, it's a, it's a remote area. It's a hard invitation to get to, and it, and it is by invite only. And it's a gourmet restaurant with the most amazing chef ever. I think it touches on the celebrity chef phenomenon too, where you see them all on TV, eating this outrageous food and making people cook these outrageous meals, all these shows that are out there. I think it's a it's a um, commentary on that as well. But this idea that you can take anything to an obsessive level and it's not, uh, it always ends badly when you get too obsessed by a particular topic. Very yeah, true. It's definitely not anti-food or anti-great um, cooking because I think it, it shows the artistry involved in both the preparation of the food and the presentation. And you respect the chef played by Ray Fiennes as a, as a real artist and as, as somebody who is creating um, both delicious and beautiful food yeah. that is unique and he's taking it to another level. And you appreciate all that, the accomplishment, but Really, you get the feeling that I'd say the majority of the people there don't really fully, I guess, appreciate, to use that word again, um, what they're experiencing and maybe the rarity of it. Yeah, and I really think that food is kind of just a prop in this movie for a bigger social commentary or whatever. But something that I feel like all of us can agree on is I mean, the latest uh, Academy Award nominations, even how we feel is that I, in my heart, and I think for y'all too, even though I know you didn't love everything everywhere all at once, but that's the kind of movie that should win because not only is it artfully done, super different, super unique, but people actually enjoyed it. And that's my problem with restaurants like the one that Mr. Ray Fiennes is running. This food looks like crap. I would, I would literally leave that meal hungry. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, it looks, and I think most of the time it looks beautiful, but it doesn't sound like appetizing the kind of food that you would eat. And it, and also it looks like the kind of food you would end up hungry at the end of this multi-course meal. Exactly. So then my question is, why is he a chef? Like, what is the point of his why if no one likes the food? People are I lying to themselves. 
Yeah, it's a good comparison to movies. Yeah, I yeah. think that like, and that can be applied to maybe novels or a lot of music, a lot of other things where I, I think there's a real effort by people to separate themselves from others yeah. and to make themselves feel that they're better than others. And in this, in this movie, one of the characters really does like the food. I mean, I think he genuinely likes the food, but most of the other people are there really just for appearances. Well, and also, is this a good time to mention that we recently went to a gourmet uh, restaurant in Oaxaca, Mexico, and ate grasshoppers? I really wish that we had watched this film, first of all, in person. We're actually doing this episode over Zoom, which we've never done before, so sorry in advance if the audio is all janky. But yeah, I wish we had watched this film before we went to Oaxaca, because we went to this restaurant called Casa Oaxaca, which is considered one of the best restaurants in Mexico, like best food restaurants. And I mean, it was all right. Other kind of restaurants. Oh yeah. Food restaurant. What am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is Mexico. It's the entire world or the entire universe. Cause who knows what restaurants are in other universes? Why stop there? But yeah, that place was kind of very similar to this Ray Fiennes one, except the chef was way less aggressive and (laughs) The food was more edible. Yes, yes. And we had control of what we were going to eat. You know, we only ordered like one or two appetizers instead of having like eight courses. Thank gosh. Well, I think more than anything, you get the idea that these chefs who genuinely love what they're doing and really believe that they're striving for um, originality and perfection, they get really frustrated when they realize that the people who say that they enjoy their food, a lot of times maybe don't. And again, that probably applies to a lot of artists out there, musicians who Mm -hmm. encounter fans who really are, are just fans because they're supposed to be fans. Well, it reminded me of uh, Kurt Cobain saying that remember he got disillusioned (laughs) when he saw all the, uh, the frat bros and the and the jocks and the front rows of his concert. The people who would never hang out with him. Was, yeah, it wasn't was never meant to be. It was for people like him who felt alienated and not connected to anything. And so there is something to that. And it was also, yeah, and also it was a commentary kind of on class too, because um, Ray Fiennes is obviously from the working class and everybody who was in his restaurant was privileged. Besides and- Anya Taylor-Joy's character. Exactly. But, uh, and I think it was a little bit of a strike at people who ha- basically have more money than they know what to do with, and they have to find ways to spend it and make themselves feel better about themselves. True. Yeah. And I think it was a little, uh, what, tell me if you all agree, but it was a little glass onion like in that they had specific types of people there the food critic, the uh, aging actor, the, you know, the, the, the gourmand wannabe, you know, the, the guy who was Anya Taylor Joy's um, um, boyfriend, and he, he was not, really right? the lead, Nicholas yeah, he Holt. Was, yeah, and he wasn't her boyfriend, right? He was. She just he just asked her to go, right? Yeah, and that's that comes out in the plot. But the bottom line is, she picked the wrong day to go there because <laughs> this was the day where Ray finds has had enough, and he's introduces each course, and with the, the introduction of each course, it's a specific. Um, uh, escalation of what's going to happen at the end of the night. And it doesn't end well for anyone, uh, even the person who maybe might 
want a cheeseburger at the end of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's such a good point about the, all the characters are kind of like archetypes. Is that the, I mean, they just, yes. it's so, they're so obvious, which does make you roll your eyes at points. But I kind of believe that the film also is rolling it eye, its eyes. Like, I don't think that the movie is taking itself as seriously as some people are taking it. No, because no, I think it has a sense of humor. Yeah. And the guys who wrote it, I mean, they wrote Succession. They're not idiots. Like, they're not pretentious idiots either. They know what they're doing. So I think, I mean, maybe the point is some people who are, they're making fun of the people who are going to read so much into this movie and be like, oh, this stands for this. That's a know. good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. It may almost be making fun of the same people who are going to be praising it. Yeah. Yeah, but think about it. In the next, if that were a bigger restaurant, all those people from Glass Onion could have been in the next room. You know, True. <laughs> you know, the bodybuilder and the you know the aging actress and the the tech uh, entrepreneur, all that kind of stuff. And it's it's funny, but I think that's that's an interesting uh, interesting take. Yeah, I like that. And the fact that they're even though the characters are kind of arc archetypes um the acting is really good i mean everybody plays their role really well ray fines is oh my god oh yeah i tell you what if he's not in it i don't know if it works because i mean he has such authority and even though i don't know why they didn't have him have his british accent because he was from iowa that was so weird he can be from a lot of places i don't think i don't think he can be from iowa you know but he had a good american accent and even then he had a just this presence of you you had no doubt he was the chef and he was in control of the entire situation. My possible favorite line delivery of 2022 was when he goes, Taco Tuesday. How he <laughs> says that is insane. He's in that character. He's insane. He's so good in that movie. He ate, literally. Yeah. yeah, and he wasn't nominated, right, for a best actor. He's one of those best no. actors who's never gonna who's never received an award yet. He I should. think the movie got a little like popular too late or something. I think so too, um, maybe. But and Anya Taylor Joy, she did a great job too. I mean, and she was the one character that you like. Basically yes. the only one. And even she's a little bit on the edge, but you know, I wanna say though, justice for is it John Leguizamo? Yes. His character wasn't that bad. He was just kind of a superficial actor, but he seemed nice. He was nice to his assistant. He was, um, I guess he was in that awful movie, but like, I feel like he didn't deserve Let's say that was his biggest sin. He made a movie called, yeah. was it calling Dr. Sunshine? Or just... Something like that. That's the main reason he's there because he's responsible for that movie. Yeah, for ruining yeah. his afternoon because of that movie. <laughs> like the one afternoon he had off, he chose to see that movie and it was such a waste. That is so extra, though, of Chef. <laughs> yeah, that, that, he did seem to get a raw deal, but it showed you weren't dealing with a, a person in, in complete control of his mental faculties. He'd had yeah. enough. And my favorite scene was... Uh, the they took the term angel investor to a new level when oh he, uh, he shows them what he thinks of his angel investor and again that for essentially it means somebody with a ton of money who can back you in any kind of endeavor whether it be artistic or business or what have you doesn't end well for him either <laughs> that was a terrifying image yes, yes. how did so, he even arrange that I know that was very elaborate and, you know, angels flying too close to the ground or in the sea in this case, but it's, it was, uh, that was kind of a, a scene you forget about, but then you, when you think about it, that shows probably the root of his resentment of, 
he his art is beholden to somebody who has a ton of money who didn't True. never appreciate him. He backed him with his restaurant, backed him with his career, but didn't really understand what he was trying to do with his with his food, what he was trying to the message he was trying to send the world. And like he had to serve those awful tech bros, I'm sure so so many different groups of those same tech kind of guys who didn't appreciate it. And I don't know if I was there, if mom, if we were there, we would be the first ones gone immediately (laughs) because mom would ask for salt and then she'd ask for mustard or ketchup. And then I I would would not ask for ketchup. I'd ask for ketchup and I would just be complete. I'd be like, this food is terrible. I'd be so angry. I know, and we'd be hungry, yeah, because we would be hangry too. So we'd be yeah, rude. That's the biggest. We try not to be rude, but we probably end up being rude. That's the yeah. biggest insult for a chef is asking for all those things, the condiments, because they they do it perfectly. The emulsified this and the they don't though the sprig of asparagus there, and 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 the 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 artful presentation of everything. It's pretty amazing. I did have the salmon though in the dining hall a few days ago that had like some pineapple on it. And I didn't use any condiments or seasoning, and it was so good. The flavors went together really well. Good. I made a salmon with some um, with some pineapple recently. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to and explore more recipes like that. Yeah, it's yummy. But let's talk about our favorite course of the meal because this meal, it's basically. I mean, the reason why it's called the menu is because there's a set menu and there are a bunch of different courses. And I don't know if y'all remember them exactly. But I think my favorite course was the breadless bread plate. That is so pretentious. Yes. It was very much like in, uh, um, what's it called? The the Apple series we watched? Severance. Um, Severance, the the non-food dinner. Yeah. (laughs) The same concept. You're you're meeting with friends. The only thing is you're not eating any food. In this case, you have a plate. With no bread. The bread plate has no bread. Everything that goes on the bread without the bread. Terrible. And I really think that um, all like Nicholas Holt's character, even though he's so insufferable, just so annoying. His name's Tyler, which I think is funny because I could hate a character named Tyler for two hours, which was just funny to me. But he is enjoying or he's just like scarfing it down he's like taking pictures of everything which even though it was explicitly said by hung chow who we haven't mentioned yet but she's kind of like ray fine's right hand woman she's like uh, an assistant to him but she says at the beginning of the meal do not take photos and of course every single course he's taking photos uh and yeah but he's really enjoying this food or is he and that's an interesting thing we can discuss I do believe he enjoys the food, but I also think it's maybe a comment on people who look at the work of chefs or, Mm -hmm. again, other kinds of artists and think, eh, I can do what they can do. I mean, because we all watch food or I watch Food Network and think, oh, I can replicate that recipe. And I personally never tell myself I could be as good as the professional chef, but probably a lot of chefs feel like their biggest fans are people who also think that they could go in the kitchen and do the same thing. Yeah. And that's not, that's not a fact, but uh, I think that, and I think that applies to a lot of art forms. Yeah. Yeah. And getting back to your original question, Liv, my favorite course was dessert. You'll never look at s'mores the same way again, baby. That's all I got to say. He had something against s'mores. 
how that was shot was like so like it looked like a surrealist painting at points it was the chocolate melting also those marshmallow garbs they wore kind of reminded me of what we were wearing in oaxaca mom at that restaurant (laughs) they gave us these parkas which were so comfortable but they were very similar there were blankets. They weren't parkas. They were full-on blankets that you put over your, like a poncho blanket. Ponchos, that's the word. Cause, but... Yeah, because sitting on the veranda, it was kind of chilly at night. Yeah, true. And mom, what was your favorite course? Oh, yeah, actually, I think my favorite course was, and I can't remember the name for it, but it was the the tortillas, right? That may have been the Taco, the Taco Tuesday, Tuesday one. Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, because they were etched with lasers, and it was amazing. Can you imagine the technology? And either it had their indiscretions of, you know, that prompted questions from significant others. Hey, who's that woman with you? Or in the case of the guy you mentioned, it had him taking pictures of the food. That was etched on on the tortilla. So they're basically their sins, according to the chef. Uh, That's what he was referred to as, right? The chef. And he... uh, uh, that they were etched on there for them to realize what their crimes were, right? He was so mean. He was yeah, he so was. mean. He was. He had his um, and he and the people who were invited to this dinner, or I guess they, I guess there had been applications, right? But he had to accept a certain yes. number of people for this dinner, and they were. It was a very targeted list. I mean, he certainly had. He knew the people well, and he had good reasons for basically feeding them his last meal. Well, yeah, and he, he had a lot of rage in him. He had a lot sure, of rage. And every person who was invited, probably, I think, what was it? The meal was $1,500 or something insane. And that sounds it was nice. also really good. I mean, it wasn't really good, but it was pretty good character development with that Tyler character because at first he's really nice to Anya Taylor-Joy. He's like, come on, you're going to love it. Like, it'll be great, whatever. And then later on, he's like, you smoke cigarettes and can't even taste the food. And he's like, I'm paying for this, so shut up. And it was crazy just how quickly he dove into being a toxic man. And that actor was one of the war boys from uh, Mad Max Fury Yeah, Road, he's actually right? a really good actor. Uh, he's in, Um, he was in About a Boy. He was the boy in About a Boy. And he's also um, in The Great right. Show. Okay, and yes. so, yeah, he's he's a pretty good actor. But, you know, someone we haven't mentioned yet was Janet McTeer, who plays the food critic. And yes, I was about she to was really her. good. And, you know, she was the mom in The White Queen. Remember that series? Oh, that's right. Yeah, she has a very she striking familiar. face, yeah. but she played a great critic. Well, she looks so familiar. I thought it was Jane Lynch at first. I mean, she was wearing those dark glasses, the tall, blonde, short-haired oh woman. I thought it yeah, was I know her. Jane Lynch. And one more thing before we get to ratings or whatever, our final thoughts, but... You know, it's been a bad season, movie season for uh, fingers, for digits on oh, hands. Man. I won't say what happened in this one, but when you think of uh, Buster Scruggs, you know, five fingers, if you count the thumb as a finger getting shot off, uh, Banshees of Inner Sharon, things happen there where digits are lost. And then here, a, a digit, at least one digit is lost. So yeah, no you're bueno, right about that. Which means not good. But you know, Buster Scruggs yeah. did come out like five years ago. So maybe it's a bad season for us um, to watch. That's what I meant, of course. The strange love season. Yes. We work yes, on a exactly. different time frame than everyone else. We're like a Christopher Nolan movie. That's true. But my last contributions to this podcast, I don't know. Hong Chow, she did a really good job of being a crazy assistant lady, very dedicated, all of that. 
But she's also in The Whale, which she got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that. And I hated her performance in The Whale. I thought it was awful. However, after watching her in The Menu, I realized that she was actually playing a character. I thought that this lady was just annoying. But no, she was very different in The Whale. So I guess it was a good performance. (laughs) And if she was supposed to be annoying and she bugged the heck out of you, then she did a good job. Yeah, but I just never seen her before. So I was like, this lady's awful, but I guess not. Well, the one last thing, um, this is my final, final thing. The the funniest part to me was there's a point where everybody gets a chance to run away. And of course, where are they going to go? It's an island. But the guy gets a little reward for being the last one caught and he's in the chicken coop and they give him a little hard boiled egg or something. He's like, yes. Makes it. <laughs> yeah. No, dark humor for sure, but still funny nonetheless. And it was just so funny how cowardly those guys were. Remember, they gave them the chance to run. They all just ran. And the women were all just shake, rolling their eyes, shaking their heads like, Ugh. They were just left to fend for themselves. And then the guys came back soggy and dirty and just useless. And they missed a course because the ladies got, you know, another, an extra course out of the meal. So, and that again, I don't want to be one of those people who reads too much into it, but I also wonder if that was kind of a comment on modern man too, or modern masculinity that these men basically abandoned, (laughs) abandoned their female significant others to save themselves. I'm sure it was. Without giving away the ending, do you think it ended well? The very last scene? Like for the characters yes. or for well, my viewing or experience? the very final frame of the, the movie. I mean, I, yeah, I think it ended well for her. I thought the ending was very cheesy. And that's kind of what, like, someone who wrote Succession cannot actually think that's a good ending to a movie. You know what it I mean? It was a cheeseburger. Cheesy cheeseburger. It makes sense. Ha ha. That's true. I mean, it was a good ending, but like it wasn't, it can't be serious. They can't be serious. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of a dark comedy as opposed to just a, I don't think it was supposed to be a really depressing movie. So they wanted to leave you with a little bit of hope at the end. That's fair. I saw a review saying like, I've never been so shocked that cannibalism wasn't involved in a movie. And that's so true. The whole time I was like, who are they going to eat? I was so scared. I expected that too, I'm afraid. I don't know what that says about us. I did really like the set design of this restaurant. It looked beautiful. I did. Very nice. Do we want to get to ratings now? Do you have any else? Yeah. Should we do uh, Michelin stars or cheeseburgers? I like Michelin stars. That's very fancy. Who wants to start? I'll start out of five Michelin stars. I'll give it a four. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought, again, if you watch this and Glass Onion back to back, it's almost like parallel lines or mirror images of each other. They're, they're again, the archetypes and the people. Yeah, you kind of root for them. You really don't. Uh, they're, you don't really like any of the characters. But that just shows how good the actors are because they're, they're all playing a role that you've seen before, but they have a nice twist on it. So I thought it was very entertaining. Ray Fiennes gives, again, he's always aces in mm-hmm. everything he does. And this was really, really uh, an entertaining movie. Yeah, I think I'd give it a four, too. It's one of those rare movies where you don't like any of the characters in it, except possibly Anya Taylor-Joy, but you still are enjoying watching them, maybe because maybe just because they are getting their just punishment. So yeah. I'd give it a four. 
Uh, unanimous four. I'd also give this film four for the same reasons. I thought it was really fun. I like that a lot of people are watching it and being able to talk about it because it is a good movie to talk about. And it really helps start conversations because you can talk about like restaurants you've eaten at like that or if you would eat that food or how mean chef is. Why would you pay money to go to a place where the chef's mean? And he is, I mean, I guess they didn't know what his future plans were for them, but awful, just terrible. Um, on that note, follow us on Instagram at strangelovemedia. Visit our website, strangelovemovies.com, where we will have a blog post about this film and all of the other films that Strange Love has reviewed in the past. And with that, all I can say is get yourself a nice cheeseburger. I was really craving a cheeseburger after at the end of this film. What about y'all? Definitely. Unless it's Tuesday, and then it's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Bye, guys. 